What's up? All right, so should we just start? Yeah, man. This is starting to become a pain in the ass. I'm glad well, we can cut out the beginning. <laughs> we, we can cut it off? Yeah, at the end of this, I can edit. All right, so do you want to go into an intro then? or? I would love to go into an intro. Well, go into an intro. <laughs> well... We have here is essentially a fantasy booking podcast that myself, Blake, the Raven, Fanstrat, and Marco, aka the Lion, Perez, aka the owner operator of Hyper Pro Wrestling, and then along with our third member, Canada's finest, Gino, aka. Adrian College's all-time leader in goal saves as a lax bro with 500. Um, what is his promotion called again? Dude, I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I can't remember. It's like it's like like money Canadian wrestling or something like that. Can it, yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. It, it, it's something like ridiculous and like. It involves Canada and money. Hmm. So, um, essentially, <laughs> I just texted them and asked. And asked. <laughs> so, uh, essentially, what we're doing with this podcast is uh, the draft is a couple months old. If everyone remembers the post WrestleMania releases, um, a few names involved in that release were uh, names like the Iconics, uh, Samoa Joe, who was re-signed like very shortly after. Um, so the rule is if they were signed to a, and the, you will see a couple um, exceptions, but if they were signed to a contract to WWE that involves Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact Wrestling, or AEW, All Elite Wrestling, they were eligible for this draft. Um, we started out with 30 roster members apiece. Managers are one pick. They count as a pick. Um Obviously, women are a pick, men are a pick, and tag teams or individual picks. So, like, for example, um, like the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson were both separate picks. Um, and we each start with 30. Um, so, actually, thinking about it, there's 90 people that were picked, and there's still a lot of people on the board. Yeah, like, for example, like, The Miz is still available, which is a little – Shocking to me that The Miz is still available because he could have been a great mid-card heel for literally anything early in your main title picture whenever he wanted to. Um, there's guys like, I believe Gino has, for example, like Gino has uh, Moose. So there's a bunch of guys that you didn't even think of that were also picked. And it's just, uh, it's a very, very, uh, it was an intricate process. And then the way everyone drafted was was very interesting so like it, it was it was a lot of pressure uh especially the way we did it because we did it like a snake so picks if you had the first pick after that pick you dropped the third and if you had the second pick you were kind of screwed which that was me because i couldn't go <laughs> back to back like you and gino and that tormented my draft right um just so everyone's aware um i had the first overall pick Blake had the second pick. Gino had the third pick. So, for example, the picks went my pick, 
Blake, Gino, Gino, Blake, me, me, Blake, Gino, Gino, Blake, me, so on and so forth. So um, Blake wanted a tag team, um, which none of us screwed anyone over when we could have. Which, uh, thank God, or else I would have been tortured even more. Um, so how this is going to work, um, I don't know if you are familiar with the FWF, a.k.a. the Figure Wrestling Federation. Uh, that's done by Matt Cardona, Mark Sterling, and Brian Myers. Um, this is going to have similar ruling to it. Um, so it's gonna. this is going to be backtrack a little bit just because we did have a late start. So um, the, the episodes are going to add up to real time. So hopefully... Um, probably October will realistically be the first month that's like real time. Um, just because we're catching up here. Uh, each episode for each of us, we have a strict 30 minute time limit um, per episode. Um, if you exceed that, that's it. That's pretty much like your feed getting cut off. Um, that's just, that's kind of what it's like. Um, so each week we have 30 minutes and then we'll each have a pay-per-view, um, which is the last weekend of the month. Um, those do not have a time limit. Uh, then after the pay-per-views, are we doing just like we cannot trade during the week? We can only trade after pay-per-views? Yeah, so the rule with that is is we can only trade, drop, uh, and pick up uh, after pay-per-views. It's just that that one-time slot frame. Correct. Um, so how it's going to go is we're going to each pre- present the pay-per-view, um, and then if any of us have trades to present, um, we will present those trades. Um, because for right now we have 30 roster spots. And so until we get to 40 each month, until we get to 40, so the next five months, mathematically, we're each going to pick up two more spots. So your roster is going to be 32 people. So you can't do like a three for two trade. Your roster has to be at that number. Which yeah. No higher, no lower. Challenging. Um, and so we're going to do trades, potential trades, um, which is going to be interesting with three people versus FWF who only has two because I can offer you a trade. And if Gino has a better trade for me or better trade for you forever, who I wanted, that's going to make concepts. Yeah. It could be like, like for example, like if you were to offer me just for sake of argument, if you were to offer me like a, uh, a Seth Rollins for a Kenny Omega, and then I tossed that same idea over to Gino. I'm like, hey, Gino, I got Kenny Omega up for trade. And he gives me like John Cena for Kenny Omega. You know, I could be like, Gino, I'm going to take yours. I'm going to take Cena over Rollins right. for Omega. And then that's just, you know, it, it's, it's it makes it more fun. You know, it, it makes it a little right. more challenging and it makes it a little more competitive and a little more fun in a sense because it, it's – you know, better trades and you can offer more than just to one people instead of like, if I just offered the trade to you and it just doesn't go anywhere, well, that sucks, but I can swap it over to Gino and him and I can know the trade, but the other person is kind of left out in, in the dark, almost in a sense, because once we make that trade or that pickup or anything like that, we have to give it a month until that individual can debut. Correct. Um, And as just a couple of things like at this point, this was a little bit after WrestleMania. Um, so the rule really was, is if someone didn't wrestle within 365 days of the little, so pr- pretty much WrestleMania 36 to 37, um, just for sake of argument, um, they were not eligible. Um, so up until the last point, John Cena was not eligible, but in the upcoming 
free agency, um, which I'll get to that in a second, John Cena would be eligible, which is going to be interesting in itself because someone's going to pick him up. Right. And then for example like that, like Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar, they technically did within that calendar year, so they were available to be picked up. Well, Ronda Rousey did not, but we, for some reason, allowed – I will not spoil who has that person, but we allowed someone to pick Ronda Rousey up. We made exceptions for a couple picks because, to be quite honest, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want that person. So if I let you take Ronda Rousey, I'm going to get someone else down the line that I want because you're, in my mind, I don't want to say wasting a draft pick because that's not the way I think about it, but someone I wasn't going to even take regardless. It worked um, out in the long run. Yep. So back to the process after the pay-per-view, we will do potential trades. And then after that, after we can see if we can get someone that we possibly don't want off of a roster, um, we'll do drops. Um, you can hypothetically, if your heart desired, you could drop all 30 people on your roster. But for everyone that you drop, you have to pick somebody up. So with 30 roster spots and you get the two picks afterwards, if I drop three people, I will pick five people. Um, so how the picks are going to go is since I got the first pick in the draft, um, we're just going to shift it to whoever was first is going to go to the third spot. So after the August pay-per-views, since Blake had the second pick, Blake will be the first pick in uh, – the, let's just call it the supplemental draft. Everyone. Essentially. Um, so after the pay-per-view, after we do the trades and drops, it's going to go Blake, Gino, me, me, Gino, Blake. And those are for the two picks that each of us get. You don't have to drop anybody. Um, but who, if, if we're like X amount of people, like let's say I choose to drop one person, Gino drops no one, and you drop three people. So after we do that, um, it's going to go in that order, but we'd obviously skip Gino. So then it would go like what? You, me, then you, 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 however many ones you did. Essentially, um, yeah. Like a it'll snake, go serpentine. There's, it'd be like a serpentine. Yeah. Right. But like, and you can drop as many people as you want. You just have to go on that hard cap. Um, unfortunately, unlike FWF, we will not have secret picks because, quite honestly, um, there's way too many people and there's way too much to keep track of to where I am I'm taking it upon myself to keep all the rosters so I can pretty much tell you who is taken and who's not. Um, so, um, another rule that we have that is going to be interesting in itself, um, they had to have a match. So for example, people like triple H that are under contract who you could technically use, were not eligible. Now, if he had a match tomorrow, he'd become eligible and you have to use the person at the current age that they are. Um, like a good example would be edge. If you want to make Edge and Christian their gimmick from 2000, you can do that, but they have to be their current age. Right. That's, like you can have a big thing to put in there. Um, and these are current people. So, like, unfortunately, people like, um, like Luke Harper could have not, like, Brody Lee could have not been drafted for obvious reasons. Um, we're doing this pretty much as of, let's say, tomorrow, me, Gino, and Blake all became billionaires and all the wrestling companies in america that's thing in america folded um so like the forbidden door people that have come from new japan 
Um, I think if we just say the rule, if they've wrestled a match on Impact, AEW, well, we can't say WWE because I have Forbidden Door. Those guys, so like, I will always use the example of like David Finley and Juice Robinson, for example. Um, Hiku Leo would be eligible because they wrestled the match. Um, but guys like Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay can wrestle on American Soul as much as he wants, but until he wrestles for one of those three companies on television, he's not eligible. Right. And then for sake of argument, there's guys who like just kind of debuted recently, uh, like on Impact, like um, like uh, W. Morrissey, a.k.a. Uh, formerly known as Big Cass. So since he was released by WWE, but within this calendar year, he debuted in Impact. So like he's eligible for a draft, but I can either use him as Big Cass or I can use him as his persona in Impact. Same thing with like Bray Wyatt. I can use the leader of worlds. Bray Wyatt, I can use the cult leader with the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, or I could just stick with his fiend character persona. It's, But he has to stay at his current age, and that's really kind of cool, especially when you get guys like Sting, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Christian, you can use, uh, like you said, for Edge. So it it's really kind of gives us a, a diverse dynamic on what we can and can't uh, use, but we have to stick with the age that they are. So, like, Sting's 62 no matter what. Even if he's NWO Wolfpack Sting, he's still 62 years old. Right, and you have to be realistic. Like, I'm, like I said, we're, we will not spoil any Rossings, but whoever has Sting, that person cannot book Sting like it's the 80s. Um, like, it's, like it's 1998 Sting. Right, like, we're not gonna book Sting that he can go in an hour-long Iron Man match. Like, let's be realistic here. Um, so we have to be honest with our booking, uh, but it's going to be fun to get a lot of these rosters because these rosters are very interesting. Um, we all love our rosters for obvious reasons. Um, I'm partial to thinking mine is the best roster. Um, but Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then once we get traction, we will eventually put things online for people to vote on their favorite brands, their favorite pay-per-views. Um, and pay-per-views, like I said, no time limit. Um, and we present those uh, probably – we'll probably flip a coin for what order or we can just go voluntarily. I don't think it matters who goes first every week um, or every month It's because it doesn't really have any indication on anything. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, the, the, the only thing that really matters for um, in order are picks. Um, and fun fact, if you do trades – like. If you have a tag team that you no longer want, like let's say I have, I have a tag team that I no longer want, I could potentially trade that tag team. Let's say, for sake of argument, I trade Gino. Um, I can trade Gino for his two picks to where I can just – it can be Blake, then I get to trade me, 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 and then Blake. Yeah, That's it's, like, it's like trade – so like I can give you, for sake of argument, if I offered you Adam Cole and my first-round pick – you can give me, let's say, two of the New Day members, if that's Biggie and Kofi, and then I automatically get those two. You get Adam Cole and my freebie pick. That means I don't get my first-round pick, but I still have, like, my second-round pick. Correct. All right, so I think we have all of the rules laid down. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything. I, but bear, I think for bear, right now, we're, we're planning to book for a year. I We're probably going to change that. Um, I don't. I want to do longer than six months, shorter than 12 months, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 
like do one or two months within the same calendar month? Um, no, I eventually real time would be nice, but I would be okay doing like eight months. Um, because I mean, I'll be honest, after we do like this eight months, I'd be cool with going back and doing like attitude era or doing like the ruthless aggression area, area era, or doing like the new gen era versus before NWO WCW stuff like that. That's a, that's a bridge we'll cross later. Right. Um, uh, people need to bear with us for like the first five episodes, like that first month, because we're still trying to get this whole app thing down and we still need to get some mics and we still need to get all three of us together. Cause right now it's just Marco and I, Gino has to go practice being a lax bro. Right. And Gino will, what we'll probably have to have him do um, until us three can record together. He's going to have to use one of our two logins and log and, record it but it have to be on yours yeah he'll have to use yours and record his episode on yours yep and also put them all together yeah and until we can figure this out we really can't use music for the first few weeks because this app doesn't allow us to close out our mic and play a, a song on like our uh music app on our phone so we're gonna have to do it through a laptop or we're going to have to do it through like some, we're going to have to figure that out. So that's a little work in progress. Right. And we will figure all that out. Um, the plan is, and there might be in the first couple of weeks to where Blake and Gino record together, me and Gino record together. And it's just two of us, but the other one will always have it there. So the episodes might be a little wishy-washy until we get to the first pay-per-view. Um, in a perfect world, episodes two and on or three and on, we'd all be together. But um, the pay-per-view will all be together because um, that's going to be the culmination of our first month. And then after that, once everything is all timed up and ready to go, we will all hopefully record every week together at a specific time. Yeah. So with that being said, we're about 18 and a half minutes in. You want to get this bad boy fucking rocking? Yeah. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Well, considering the fact that yours is probably going to be the longest I mean, maybe not. And what's nice is uh, we have a timer literally on the phone. That is very true. Well, I mean, mine's only going to be like 10, 15 minutes for week one because unlike you, I'm not a psycho and, uh, you know, I'm going to overdo everything. I mean, my week one's not that bad, but are you still going to put a timer on your phone just in case? Yeah, I can just look at the recording time and just do 30 minutes. Like right now, it's about to be 19. So at 49 minutes flat just stop me then but i guarantee you it's not gonna get that long all right then you want me to give your countdown uh man now that it's time nervous about it but you know what it's gonna be fun i'm i'm all for it yeah if you want to give me a three two one I'm all i'll give it. you three two one at 1930 just so we know it's 49 30 would be your time um That's so fine by so me. we'll go five four Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week one episode of PCW Pure Championship Wrestling Week One Edition of Adrenaline. I am your host. I am your. I am the owner of PCW. I am also a character. I am the Raven. We start out at seg one. We introduce our 
GM of a PCW, and that is good old Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon comes out to a huge pop. Everyone loves Shane McMahon. Crowd favorite. He walks down the ring. He is strutting himself. You hear his music in the background. Money, 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 money. Yes. Gets into the, <laughs> gets into the ring. He walks up, grabs the mic, and he says, what's up, PCW? The crowd gives another pop. Crowd chants, PCW, PCW, PCW. Shane grabs the mic. He once again says that he is very, very, very honored to be the general manager of what should be an amazing wrestling company that he's planning on taking to the absolute stratosphere and he guarantees will be the best in the industry. He announces tonight that there will be a tag team tournament and a tournament for the PCW World and Women's titles. He will announce the following matches. Tonight, FTR, for those of you that don't know, is Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler will face the Dark Orders, Vance 10, <laughs> and Johnny Silver, a.k.a. Johnny Hungy. We have a first-round women's titles tourney match. We have Asuka versus Raquel Gonzalez and much more on this action-packed first episode of PCW Adrenaline. Uh, you've, uh, you you yep, you're two minutes in. Perfect. Seg two, we go to the back. We see Johnny Gargano is making his way into the arena. He stops on the whim, turns his head, and who does he see? No one else other than Tommaso Ciampa staring a glare directly into that man's rebel heart. Johnny takes one look, smirks, and continues onward towards the locker room leaving no words between the two. We advance on to seg three. We see the Dark Order is already in the ring. And again, that's Vance 10 and Johnny Silver. F makes their entrance. They get into the ring, and it is a quick back-and-forth action that we have. FTR can get the upper hand by Dax Harwood giving a thumb to the eye of Vance 10. Silver needs to tag in 10 as fat, or 10 needs to tag in Silver as fast as possible. <laughs> Tan gets a, 10 gets away from Dax to make the hot tag, but Dax distracts the ref. The ref never saw the tag. As he's never saw the tag, we see Cash Wheeler comes in. Dax and Cash hit the shatter machine. It is a squash. It's a quick one, two, three. FTR moves on. Hmm. Squash, man. Wow. Um, you're at just under four minutes. Man, my episodes get so much better after this. Thank God. Seg four. We see Shane McMahon announcing the 12 men who will participate in the three fatal four ways over the following weeks to determine who will be in the first ever PCW world title match. The three winners of the Fatal Four Ways will face off in a triple threat match to crown the first ever world champion that I just said. Match one of the Fatal Four Way consists of John Moxley facing Finn Balor versus Adam Hangman Page versus Y2J Chris Jericho. The other second match, we have Kenny Omega 
versus Roman Reigns versus Johnny Gargano versus Cesaro. And in the final, final fatal four-way, we have Christopher Daniels versus Seth Rollins versus the Bastard Pac versus Shinsuke Nakamura as those will begin next week. We move on to sec five. We see Asuka making her way to the ring and is pre-matched attack by Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez focuses on the arm of Asuka to prevent her from locking in her patented Asuka lock. Gonzalez is in full control at this point as the match begins. We have a snap arm takedown, arm bars, stomping on the right arm of Asuka. Asuka gains some momentum, some quick strikes with her legs, trying to weaken the powerhouse Gonzalez. But Gonzalez hits Asuka with a clothesline out of nowhere, damn near taking her head off. Gonzalez hoists Asuka onto her shoulders, but Asuka gets the quick schoolboy roll up for a 1-2-3 victory. Asuka finds a way to steal a victory. Gonzalez is steaming furious. The Empress of Tomorrow moves on. All right, you're just under six minutes. I'm going to be probably under 15. Uh, at this point, yeah. <laughs> I will not oh. be the same folks. I apologize. Dude, my show gets so much better after this. Thank God. Seg six, we head into Penta and Phoenix representing the Death Triangle as they're preparing to, preparing to face off against Red Dragon in this first round tag match. We begin with Kyle O'Reilly and Penta are swapping counters back and forth. It's a very technical style match. O'Reilly with an arm drag. Penta counters with a wrist lock of his own as he tags in Phoenix, and this is where they get the upper hand. Phoenix hits O'Reilly with some serious chops, forces O'Reilly out of the ring, only to see a diving suicide from Ray Phoenix. The crowd is alive. Phoenix with the tag. Penta goes for the suplex, but is countered by O'Reilly. O'Reilly makes the hot tag to Bobby Fish. Fish unloads a series of knee strikes. To Penta. Fish hits Penta with an armbar submission hold. Phoenix goes to the top rope to save his partner and is met with a forearm by O'Reilly. Fish and Riley set up Penta for chasing the dragon. The red dragon is victorious with the one, two, three. Oh, wow. Seg seven. We go to the back. We see the bastard Pac is seen belittling Penta and Phoenix. Pac says, why do I have to do everything for you guys? We are the death triangle. Start showing me who you guys are. When all of a sudden from the back, a chuckle comes out of nowhere, and it's no other than Seth freaking Rollins. Pac goes, can I help you? Rollins goes, you're a little short to be talking to them like that, aren't you? Quick humor. Pac goes, don't come at me like that. I'll bury you, boy. Rollins says, let's not wait for next week's Fatal 4-Way. Let's have a one-on-one tonight right now. Pox gives a little smirk as Rollins walks to the ring. We cut to commercial break as we're going to get Pac and Seth Rollins tonight. Second, we see Seth Rollins already in the ring awaiting Pac's entrance. Pac's theme music hits, but there's no one coming out. When all of a sudden from behind, Pox hits Rollins with a chair. Pox begins to yell at Rollins, screaming, you think you're better than me? You think you can make a fool of me? I'll show you. 
One chair shot to the back. Two chair shots to the back. Pac sets the chair up as if to sit on it upright and hits Rollins with a falcon arrow right onto the chair. This is absolute mayhem. These two meet in one of the Fatal 4-Way matches next week in the PCW tournaments. Who knows if Seth Rollins is going to make it after this absolute vicious assault as we cut to commercial break again leading into Seg 9. You got like 20 and a half minutes left. (laughs) I'm so glad these are longer as we go on. We go to Seg 9. We see Shane O'Mac sitting on a black leather couch in his office. He hears a knock on the door. Who else walks in? None other than the Prince Finn Balor. Balor walks up to Shane and he goes, congrats on the new promotion. I think it's a little too early to talk about how I'm going to be the first PCW World Champion. But I just wanted to reach out and say I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can do here. Shane gives him an appreciation gesture only to be interrupted by Kenny Omega. Kenny looks at Shane, looks over at Finn, Gives a smile and says, I would like to congratulate you, Shano. However, I do have some concerns. Kenny goes, why am I not already guaranteed a spot in the finals of the world championship? I'm the best you have to offer. I should automatically be claiming my throne. Finn butts in and says, whoa, are you sure about that? Let's go one-on-one before the tournament starts to see who's really ready to lead this brand. Shane smiles, agrees to the match, stating this will take place as the main event after Johnny Gargano faces off against Adam Page. What a main event that we have tonight, only here on PCW Adrenaline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That was actually a very good segment. Kudos, that was a a very good segment. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) We cut to seg 10. Page is in the ring, awaiting Johnny Gargano. Gargano's music hits, and it gets a pop from the crowd for the Rebel Heart. Camera pans to the back. However, as we see Tommaso Ciampa arms folded watching the match. Both competitors are both competitors are both faces here. The crowd's liking both of them, but you can tell the crowd is favoring Johnny, but they're definitely showing the same love for Page. The back-and-forth action-packed match. A real work rate match, if you will. <laughs> we see wrist lock counters, headlock takedowns, into ankle picks. A real counter-filled match as both are trying to get the upper hand. Later on the match, we see Paige getting the upper hand by using the ropes to go past the four, go past the five count by the ref. The crowd kind of starts to turn on Paige as he's getting frustrated. He can't keep the Rebel Heart down. Gargano reverses a suplex into the Gargano escape. Page looks like he's about to tap until he gives a thumb to the eye. Page schoolboy rolls up Gargano with the tights for the three count. Page gets a huge advantage moving on to next week's first round triple threat or (laughs) fatal four-way match for the PCW title. The camera pans to the back where we see Tommaso Ciampa was standing only to see him staring at the monitor with a blank, emotionless expression. So we cut to commercial break. Time. All three of those fatal four ways are next week, correct? No, they're um, in between weeks. So I'll have like one week two, one week three, and then the final week four. And then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So now we are on to Seg Levin, also known as the main event. You have 17 minutes left. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Both Omega and Balor make their way to the ring. They have a very classic face-to-face stare down as the crowd is getting more and more into it. This is an absolute dream match here, and we only get to see it live on PCW. <laughs> Balor begins this match by dominating early. Big chops to the chest. Combination of strikes. Finn Balor is definitely on a roll here against Omega. Balor goes to hit Omega with a running switchblade, only to be countered by Omega into a spinning-out powerbomb. Omega goes for the pin, but gets a near fall. Omega gets his grin on his face and is preparing to set Balor up for the one-weekend angel. Omega points at Balor. Finger gun points right at him. Shoots the finger gun at him, only to be kicked in the stomach and hit with a 1916 by Balor. Balor climbs to the top rope. He's getting ready for the coup de gras as the FTR's music hits. What in the hell is going on? It's FTR. What are they doing out here? What is going on? Balor hits a dive from the top rope onto FTR. The ref goes to the apron to get FTR out of the ringside arena, telling them to go into the back and they need to get out of here to not cause any more distractions in the main event. As that's happening, Balor climbs back up top to the rope to the top rope and is hit with a low blow by Omega as the referee's back is turned and distracted by FTR. Omega puts Balor into the one-winged angel off the top rope, hits the one-winged angel. We have a one, two, three count as here is your winner, Kenny Omega. Omega is standing tall as he walks up back the entrance ramp. FTR is waiting for him at the top. Omega looks at FTR. Dash, Harwood, and Cash Wheeler look at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega puts the two sweet in the air. And FTR joined him in hitting the two sweet hand gesture. Has Omega formed a new bullet club here in PCW? What is going on here? We will have more answers to this chaos if you tune in next week. End of show. You went like 15 minutes almost on the dot. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That first episode is always going to be the worst. The second, third, and fourth. And my pay-per-view is so much more descriptive. I should have went back. I do I do like what you did with FTR. Um, I like the uh, mystique of Pac being the, uh, the ringleader of the Death Triangle. Very nice. Very nice. It's different. It is. That's that. That's the goal here. Um, yeah. So I am going to be on my app, my text app. So I can't see the time. So I'm going to need you to be very descriptive in how much time I have left. Oh, I got um, you, baby boo. One, once I get down to 10 minutes, like after each segment, I want a time update. People don't know. I'm going to be a psycho. and I'm going to just barely get it. If you guys know um, anything about the FWF, he's essentially a Matt Cardona. Yes. So after every segment, I would like how much time has elapsed. And then when it gets down to 10 minutes, I almost need an update every minute. Jesus. Okay. 
I'll give you a timer in, in five, four, three, two, one, go. And you can hear me? Sure can. Okay. Fireworks are going off. Um, we are taking place here, here at the big house in Ann Arbor. It's our debut episode. The crowd is in a silence, but they're anticipating our first uh, moment here. It's going to be a historic moment. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. It's Sting. Sting is here. He walks out. He's without a bat. Sting is past his wrestling days here. Um, and he walks out. He has this big velvet bag in his hand. He's waving to the crowd. He grabs a mic. He says that this is truly one of the most historic moments he's ever been involved in. In the history of pro wrestling, he says he's so excited. And he says here, you know, we are going to do things the right way. And that's why I'm hired as the commissioner. I'm Sting. Sting does everything the right way. Sting is a man of integrity. And that's why I was hired. And he says, we're going to crown four champions at our first pay-per-view. Uh, the name of that pay-per-view is Highway to Hell. And he says, I'll get to the tag team, a mystery championship, and the women's championship later in the next few weeks. He says, we're going to have a 16-man tournament to crown the first ever Hepper Pro Wrestling World Champion. Uh, and the semifinals will take place at Highway to Hell, and the finals will culminate uh, the show. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we hear some music hit. Uh, it's Adam Cole, and he's accompanied by Britt Baker. Um, Adam Cole comes to the ring, and he says, Stinger, Stinger, man, believe me, uh, you know, I'm a really big fan, but there's no need to waste 15 other men's time. I'm Adam Cole, baby, and the crowd chants, and I'm the best wrestler on the damn planet. And Britt Baker grabs the mic, and she says, and I don't care what you say about the women's division. The first champion will be Britt Baker, D-M-D. And Sting goes, hey, Adam, you know, I'm, I'm really happy you came out here uh, because you are in the tournament. You know, you are a great acquisition. It's no surprise that you were the first selection in our draft. Um, but you have a match tonight, uh, and it's going to be the first match of Hyper Pro Wrestling. And it is going to be against this man. There's a stunned silence. And it's Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy's music hits. And the first match of Hyper Pro Wrestling is going to be Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole in a first-round match. That was and a long first round. Um, How much time do I have? You have 27 minutes. Oh, great. Okay. So, first match here. Um, we get back from commercial and the bell rings. Um, Jungle Boy is hungry in this matchup. Uh, it's pretty back and forth at first. Everyone's expecting Adam Cole to have the upper hand. You know, he's the first pick. But Jungle Boy's holding his own. It's pretty back and forth, back and forth. We're going to skip a few moments into this matchup here. Um, Adam Cole goes to pick up uh, Jungle Boy for that, uh, for a suplex. And Jungle Boy actually reverses it, spins around him into a tornado DDT here. Goes with a pin, one, two, kick out. There's, the crowd is the stun here. Britt Baker slapping on the mat. Babe, 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 what are you doing? And then Jungle Boy gets up and Britt hops up on the apron and starts distracting Jungle Boy. Meanwhile, Adam Cole's getting up and he pulls back Jungle Boy for a DDT of his own. 
but you know he knows that this isn't it. He gets on the second row, waits for him to get up, gives him a Panama sunrise. Adam Cole doesn't even go for the pin. He actually pulls down his knee pad. Last shot. One, two, three. Adam Cole is advancing in the tournament. All right. Uh, how much time? <laughs> you have 25 minutes. I can't wait for you to refer to Jungle Boy by his real name. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a coming-of-age storyline. Um <laughs> Uh, segment three, backstage, we see Matt Riddle looking at the mounted TV screen, seeing the tournament bracket. He says that he has a match next week. Uh, Sting walks by, uh, and Matt Riddle goes, Sting, bro, thank you so much for a tournament spot, dude. Sting goes, well, uh, it's, it's my pleasure, Matt. You're you're a great talent, and I'm happy that you know we were able to acquire you here in Hyper Pro Wrestling. Uh and Matt Riddle goes, Sting, bro, to be honest, I was a little scared when I learned that you were a commissioner. I didn't think you liked me, bro. You know, Sting uh, Sting gets this confused look on his face. And he goes, scared? Matt, well, why is that? And Riddle goes, well, bro, I know you're a Christian man. And, you know, the highest high. And that's cool, man. Love that for you. But I'm a big fan of the devil's lettuce. And I figured a bro, a baby Jesus wouldn't like that. Sting just shakes his head and laughs and goes, Matt, 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 it's all good. Remember, God created all living things, and he winks and walks away. And then Riddle goes, bro, I really like my new boss. Then we see a graphic of a round one tournament that is next. It's going to be Brian Cage against the bad boy Joey Janela. All right, we come back from commercial, um, and uh, – Joey Janela's in the room, smiling for an opportunity. Pretty much got a jobber entrance that aired during commercial. Uh, and Brian Cage comes out, and uh, Joey Janela laughs. Ding, ding, ding. Runs up to give him a clothesline. Brian Cage just laughs. Picks him up for a powerbomb. Boom. One, two, three, squash. Brian Cage is in the tournament. He gets his arm raised, and he looks pretty unbothered. Uh, we're going to cut backstage. We see Adam Cole and Britt Baker are being interviewed backstage by our correspondent, Kelsey Snyder. Cole hey. says that, yes, Cole says that he's the best in the world and he will prove it during this tournament. Um, and Britt says that next, um, if Sting is brave enough, as far as, you know, also extends us to any woman in the division, that she would love for them to come to the dentist office and they will discuss the state of the women's championship. She says that she will be the first women's champion. And that Adam Cole will also be the first world champion. Cut to commercial break. Uh, segment five. Uh, it is announced tonight that a round one match will be the main event. And that's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Um, we see side-by-side shots of them stretching and training in the back in preparation for tonight. All right, we're going to cut to the arena here. Um, and the Young Bucks music hits. And they come out. Uh, Matt Jackson says... You all know why we are here to be the best tag team in the world. Most importantly, we know that there are tag team titles, and we want them before anybody else does. And as the best in the world, we want to face the best competition in the world. The Good Brothers music hits, uh, and they say, Hey, Bucks, how poetic would it be that the two most popular teams in the history of the Bullet Club will face off for the tag titles? Oh. It would be too sweet. Uh, no. 
as the Motor City Machine Guns music hits. And they go, hey, now, hey, now, we want in this too. You know, how about we all do this triple threat style? And all three men stare off. And then uh, Sting's music hits and he comes out. And Sting's clapping. He says, now this, this is why I'm excited to be here. Three of the best tag teams I've ever seen. And the perfect three teams to determine our inaugural champion. So let's make it official. The Good Brothers, Motor City Machine Guns, and the Young Bucks will face off at Highway to Hell for the tag team titles in a ladder match. So it's official, guys. The crowd gets pumped. All three teams nod, and we head to commercial break. All right. We're here in segment six. Oh, I'm good. I'm golden. Sting passes Britt and Adam Cole backstage, and he tells Britt that he accepts her offer for next week, and he will be bringing some of the best women's talent to join him, and they will arrange a match for the pay-per-view. Britt smiles, and we cut back to the arena. We see Christian come out. Christian's music hits, uh, and this is going to be a round one tournament match as well, but who's his opponent going to be? We're uh, going to cut to commercial break. All right. We are back in segment seven. Christian is smiling and waving to the fans. He's looking for his peeps, so to say. Um, and, um, and then he finds that his opponent tonight is none other than the almighty Bobby Lashley. Oh, Christian. So ding, 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 bell rings. Um, Christian goes to lock up with Lashley, but Lashley's just too strong. Lashley's throwing him around. He's laughing. He's making a statement. Um, he's throwing Christian around with German suplexes. He's picking him up for clotheslines, throwing him into the side turnbuckle, just nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, and Lashley pretty much has complete control of this match. Um, and then suddenly, um, going into the corner, taunting to the crowd, looking away, um, and the referee is just checking on Christian because Christian is just down. Okay, Christian's getting his ass kicked here. Um, but while the ref is distracted, Bobby Lashley speared by Edge. And Bobby Lashley's down and Christian gets a smirk across his face. Unbeknownst to the referee crawls over and pins him. One, two, three. Christian wins. And Christian rolls out and he and Edge run away. Lashley gets up, shakes his head and starts running after them. Um, In the back, we see you know, we see Edge and Christian run back, and they end up running past Tony Storm, who is heading to the ring. Um, we're going to cut to commercial break. Let me see what Tony Storm wants. How much time's left? 18 minutes. Oh, we're great. All right, segment eight. Uh, Tony Storm comes out, and she grabs a mic, and she says, unlike Britt Baker, she's going to do her talking in the ring, and she's going to issue an open challenge. Oh. She says, what's more of a statement than having the first ever women's match on Hyper Pro Wrestling. Okay. Her answer is Shotzi Blackheart. So we get Shotzi versus Tony here. Um, this is very back and forth. Uh, we got two hungry women looking to make a statement here. Um, and we're about five minutes into this match. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, she's a daredevil. Um, she actually has the upper hand at this point. She lands a beautiful draft kick. Um, and Tony Storm falls out of the ring. Uh, she goes out, throws her back in, and Shotzi goes to the top rope for a coffin drop. 
she jumps, but Tony Storm moves. Oh, what a crash and burn. Tony Storm picks up Shotzi, gives her a Storm Zero. One, two, three. The match is over. Uh, and Tony Storm has the first women's victory here in Hyper Pro Wrestling. But a valiant effort here by Shotzi Blackheart. Will they be in attendance in the dentist's office next week? One would assume so, as it looks like they both have an interest in being the first ever champ. All right. We cut backstage. You're going to hate this. This is still, oh, no. still segment eight. We cut backstage. Bobby Lassie is visibly pissed off. He's asking everybody, where is Edge and Christian? Where is Edge and Christian? You know, the workers in the back, the jobbers, the camera guys, everyone, they just shrug. They go, we haven't seen them. And then he passes these two janitors with long black hair and huge beards. And they point to a locker room. Lashley goes, finally, someone with some sense around here. And he says, thanks, boys. And he just runs into the room. And you hear, Lashley fell down. And he looks like these floors were all soaked and everything. Lashley cannot get back up. He keeps falling up and down. And then we see those janitors take off their disguise. And it's Edge and Christian. They shut the door. They put a chair in front of it. Then they quickly pose for the cameras. And then they run away. The <laughs> agents rush to open up the door, and you see Lashley trying to get up. He's falling up and down. He's like, get those damn cameras out of my face. And we cut to commercial break. <laughs> you loved it. Stop it. I did. Uh, how much time's left? Uh, 15 minutes. Oh, we're great. Yeah. All right, we're here in segment nine. All right. Segment nine here. Um, we're backstage with Sting. Sting says this has been such an eventful night, and it's only going to get more exciting from here. He announces next week the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers will go toe-to-toe. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns will be on commentary. We'll also have four more first-round tournament matches. Those will be Luchasaurus versus Edge, Matt oh. Riddle, Ricochet, Kevin Owens versus Lance Archer, Mm. Orange Cassidy versus Damian Priest. Oh, God. All right. And then we see Sting walk over to Orange Cassidy. He says, Orange, how do you feel about your match next week? Orange Cassidy shrugs and walks away. <laughs> we go into commercial break. All right. We come back, and it's main event time. Um, both men's music hit. Uh, the bell rings, and the two have a standoff. They lock up. No contest. Try again. No contest. The crowd claps. This awesome. This is awesome. And then we see Orton. He tries to trade. He tries to shake Drew's hand and then tries a slick RKO out of nowhere. He gets pushed off by Drew and Drew waves his finger like the Kembe Matumbo. They then start punching each other and having a brawl. Needs three punches straight and rolls out. He wipes his mouth and he sees that there's a little bit of blood drawn from his mouth. And he smiles. Drew's telling him to come back in the ring. Orton rolls in to break the count, rolls back out. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we will come back, and we will finish the show with the rest of this match. All right. I think I'm good on time. Yeah, you have 14 minutes. Oh, good. I, I kind of sped this up in the fact that I keep going back and forth. Um, all right. We get back. And Randy Orton is in control. The crowd is split. Both men are getting love from the audience. 
Uh, this definitely has a big match feel. Orton goes to pick up Drew, and Drew elbows Orton's gut and begins a comeback. The crowd starts to slow clap as Drew is getting more and more momentum. Uh, Drew hits a clothesline and picks up Orton for a future shock DDT. Uh, he then gets in the corner to set up for a claymore. He slaps his leg. The crowd's clapping. He runs towards Orton. Orton dodges, spins him around. RKO. Orton goes for the pin. One, two, kick out. Orton's pissed. He's arguing with the referee. And he turns around. Drew's getting back up. And Orton sets up for another RKO. He goes for it. Drew pushes him into a turnbuckle. Um, and then Drew flies towards the ropes. Hits a claymore out of desperation. One, two, three. Drew wins. He actually helps up Orton, extends his hand. Orton shakes his hand and then rolls out of the ring. Drew is celebrating with the crowd. The crowd is embracing him. Remember, guys, we do have four tournament matches next week. Um, once again, those are Luchasaurus versus Edge. You have to wonder, um, is Bobby Lashley going to try and get his revenge? We have Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. Kevin Owens, Lance Archer, Orange Cassidy versus Damian Priest. Also remember that we are going to the dentist office with Britt Baker on the stake of the women's division with Sting to see what we're going to do at the pay-per-view. And then we also have the Young Bucks facing off against the Good Brothers. Thank you very much, guys. Great first episode here. We'll see you again next week. And yeah. Show. yeah, 12 and a half minutes to spare. Yep, cool. Man, yours was so much more descriptive than my first one. I'm kind of pissed at myself now. But the second, third, fourth, the pay-per-view, I promise. They're, they're, they're so well, much better. That's why there's multiple of us, is that I feel like Geno's is going to be quick. Yeah. And so I almost think he should listen to this before he does his. Because Dude, he's, I, this is going to be a good like intro to how we do things. Right. I totally forgot to compliment you. I'm sorry. I love the Edge Christian thing. It reminds me of of how they were back when they were the tag team in the early 2000s and their, their you know, what five, five seconds of flash photography. The, the visual is what got me of them being in disguise. Yes, because I, I could picture it. That's the thing. It's hilarious. And then I love the fact that your tournament matches uh, that you're doing next week, are they have, they have very, very different matchups, very different styles that you have. Uh, going on for your world title picture, which well, is nice. When, it's, it's different. When you see who is in my final four, um, that makes sense. With the brackets, I had to do it a very descriptive way to get the stories that I want. Because mm-hmm. just so you know, folks, Highwood of Hell is already written. Um, so I need I needed to get all the stories involved that I wanted to be told um, going in to the semifinals as well as the finals matches. Because right. a lot of the things I'm setting up are through the tournament. Now, question. I think this. I think you're already doing this, but I also think I'm giving you a really good uh, segment idea if you're not already doing this with Britt, Breaker, with Britt Baker. So when you say going to the dentist's office, are you making that like a weekly show segment for her? Kind of like how... Uh, MVP had the VIP lounge and uh, Jericho had his little thing. Are you going to do that? or Yes and no. Yes so and no. what it's going to be is it's going to be off-site. It's not in front of the crowd. Um, it is going to be in a in her actual office in Florida. And there's like a conference room. Um, and so going forward, whenever Britt Baker feels like having a sit-down with somebody, 
Um, she's going to f- obviously feel that she feels more safe on her on her home turf. Or when she wants to interview somebody, she will interview them at the dentist's office. So yes and no, because um, it won't be like a weekly thing. But um, like it'll be kind of like on AEW, like with Tony Schiavone or mm-hmm. yes, uh, like in that setting that where it's not in front of the people. Um, but as well as you know, as far as it being like the peep show or like the cutting edge, you know, uh, like that kind of stuff. Yes, it's it's pretty much the same sort of thing. I like it. It's different. It's going to be. I know you're going to put it into good use because you got a really good, uh, creative, active mindset. Well, hell, that was a that was a very rough but yet very good uh, week one. Uh, we're gonna are we gonna do week two right after this? We got. I'm up for it. I mean, yeah. So we'll conclude this episode and then go take back. Hell yeah, I'm all for it. I'm just uh, right, cool. my food for tomorrow. Cool. Let's just plan on being back here in 10 minutes. All right, man. Well, week one is done and in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And thanks for uh, sticking out with the uh, the rough parts. I promise you, this will get better. All right, cool. All right. We will be back. All right. Tune in next week. Or in 10 minutes. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm going to leave the recording. Finishing now. <laughs>